0: So Alana was just asking me Mm -hmm. because I have a club on Clubhouse called Blind Audio. And for a while I was doing these men's group, but we would have very little engagement. Mm -hmm. The last few times it was just me who showed up and she was asking me because we listened to Paul from Clubhouse speak today. Mm -hmm. He announced some very cool stuff that's coming up this week. Will I bring back the men's group? And I basically told you that I'm going to play it by ear there's a possibility that it will come back in some form within a month or so, right. but I don't know at this point.
1: Do you think there has to be like some kind of a, are you going to make it like a, have like some kind of a format? Uh, I mean, know, because I know you haven't been, been having trouble with people not coming in.
0: And that's the biggest issue. My idea originally was to open up the room by saying, all right, everybody, thanks for joining us today. Anybody can listen into this group, but this is primarily a space for blind men to talk about what's been going on in their life recently Mm -hmm. and to share, maybe have a good time. We want to keep it civil. We want to keep it short. So when you come to the stage, please give us the most important things that you're having happen in your life within two minutes. Right. And then if there's time at the end, we'll open it up for discussion and let's have fun.
1: That's a good idea.
0: Yeah. I have a lot of women visit the room who would just want to come up on stage and say hi.
1: That's weird. Which
0: is nice, but it's kind of like,
1: uh, this is specifically for men, not yes. women. Like I wouldn't be in there. Exactly. I would be like, uh, oh, you guys have your talk. I'm not going to be in there. And usually I, I, I do that because it's like, well, it's between men. You know, I don't, <laughs> I don't need to hear everything <laughs> that we're talking about. I would rather not actually, you know,
0: today. Paul announced that within the next week mm-hmm. there's going to be an ability for clubs to post a schedule on their club page, so I do a room, and I can say his name because he's this is a room we do yeah. with my friend, and it's called yep, right, and so when you go to my club page, you can see, okay, the room happens Monday nights at seven right. If you go to the page while the room is going on, he says you'll be able to click on that event and just go straight to the room.
1: It's pretty cool. That
0: is really cool. Yeah.
1: It helps a lot, I would imagine.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Very good. What did you think about listening into the Clubhouse Town Hall today?
1: I really thought that Paul's enthusiasm was so contagious. Yeah. And I'm not even on Clubhouse at all, um, because I don't have... I'm not able to get on it right now, but... His 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 enthusiasm and excitement, it's like, oh, this is awesome, you know. And it's like <laughs> we're coming out with all these great stuff and we just got this new sports program and pre game, postgame, all this. I mean and it was really um it was really contagious. I really have to say. Infectious, contagious. It's really cool.
0: I like listening to Paul speak.
1: <laughs> he just seems so excited and so animated, right? It's I like that. I like those kinds of people.
0: It gets me in the right mood for my Sunday. Yeah. Yes. We did go on yesterday. Yes, we did. What rooms did we go to again? Uh,
1: So we spent most of our time in the cooking room. And then there was like a couple rooms that I didn't really want to stay into. Um, I don't want to get into too much depth into... Some of them, but there was one, I'll just say that there's one room called, it was called Jane Elliott Live. And the, the reason why I'm mentioning her name is. Yeah, cause she's a a public figure. And Jane Elliott was a teacher who did a racial experiment in her uh, classroom to teach children about racism and how that it affects, um, how that affects people and how, uh, they should be treated. And I was very impressed with the clip that I heard in a class I was taking in college and how she conducted it. Um, and it, it had to do with, um, what she did with these children was to separate. And it was, it was a fairly simple experiment to separate the brown eyed kids from the blue eyed kids. Oh, that was her. That was her. Okay.
0: I've heard about that experiment before, but I didn't know that that was, and it
1: really is effective. It really is effective. Um, and, uh, but, uh, what I was, uh, so I don't really want to get too far into it. Cause I really don't want this to, to, to be this whole political thing, but I was disappointed. And you, you explained to me that the lady on the phone was not Jane Elliott. It was a different woman.
0: Yeah. Jane was to the right of this lady. The lady was Dr. Somebody, I forget her name. And she was a moderator. And I think Jane was either a moderator or obviously she had something to do with it because her name was in the title.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, so I, I didn't, we did stay in there long enough to find out what happened, but I, I was very disappointed at what this doctor was saying just because I thought that she was going to say something that was so different, um, from what I've been hearing lately about racism and how to deal with racism, but it just seemed like, Uh, in my opinion, and I could be completely wrong about this, how she was going about it, but, but she sounded like every woke female that I've been hearing in the last year. And, um, I was just thinking that she was going to, I don't know, give, give, um, solutions to an ongoing problem that clearly hasn't gone away, um, you know, you know, how, how, you know, instead of, instead of saying, oh, um, instead of finger pointing, because that's what I've been hearing a lot has been finger pointing and, oh, this, this group is bad and, you know, stay away from them because they'll treat you horribly in the hospitals. And it's like, no, 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 there has to be some solution. But anyway, so I, we weren't, we weren't in there for very long and I, I just didn't want, I thought about, I thought about maybe asking a question, but I thought, no, I don't, I really don't need to do that. And then we were, and then we were in a room where, there was this artist that was talking about um, how she was uh, using, um, was it politics or political?
0: She was inspired, uh, by, inspired politics by politics to, get
1: to art. getting to art. And I didn't really want to stay in there either too long. So we ended up going back to the cooking room and it was really interesting hearing about, um, there was this woman, she was one of the co-moderators, right?
0: I think so.
1: From, uh, she was in Malaysia and she was talking about the cultural things that they eat. Like for Chinese New Year, they have, um, waxed meats, which I have never heard of before, but it sounds kind of interesting. But she said she didn't like it. She didn't like the texture. And, um, it just was like, she said there's like these waxed sausages and there's a dish and there's some other waxed meats on the side, but she didn't really care for them and how she was talking about what she, she was making a cake and she ended up making an orange banana cake, which I thought was kind of different, but it could work because she didn't want her oranges to spoil. And, and they were also talking about how, how there are so many different oranges and apples that you have to kind of match them with what you're having so that it doesn't overpower it. So there's like sour green apples and honey crisp apples. And then there's like, um, different kinds of bananas and oranges, uh, some are sweeter than others, and you have to kind of balance that out with whatever dish you're having. I thought that was kind of interesting.
0: It was super cool yeah. and one of the reasons I'm excited about the new club feature is obviously I want people to go to mine. but as we've <laughs> talked about before, I belong to a lot of these homemakers and cooking clubs, but because I get a lot of these like self-help things and oh. Bitcoin discussions, it's really hard to find when they're doing events and to go straight to the events, even if I know what time they're happening yeah. because you can't search by live rooms. But with this new club feature, I'm very hopeful that I can attend more stuff on cooking because I love yeah. that type of thing.
1: And there's, and, and you just gave me a really good segue into the self help, the self help um, trend that you've been seeing. Right. Mm-hmm. So we were in a room, that was called how to tell your story without trauma dumping. I believe it was called. Yes. And we weren't in there for too long because it sounded really self helpish. And I have, um, some issues with self help stuff. Um, it doesn't seem to talk about actual improvement, but it's like, I'm a life coach and you can take my class or whatever it is. And, <coughs> um, and I, and I, and I remember that there was a guy that was on stage. And he called himself ADHD-powered, whatever, or super-powered, right?
0: Yeah, something like that.
1: And I and I asked you the question: Do you think that people use those terms to show people that they've got it all together, even though they may not have it all together?
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a lot of the things with life coaches. You're starting to see a lot of these women in their late 30s to Maybe early their 50s, 50s, yeah talk about how they're a life coach and oftentimes not always but when you talk to these women alone you find out that they're very depressed and they don't have the life that they want to lead
1: Mm. that's why i'm very um i'm very leery about i don't know any self-help books or stuff like that because sometimes when you get advice for from those people you kind of wonder hmm i wonder how they really are do they really have it all together i mean they know how to tell people how to how to put their lives together but do they really have it together
0: i do like some self-help stuff right so i am a tony robbins fan i've read a fair amount of Napoleon hill and some of it is just like guys i can't apply this to my life but they do have gems of wisdom Mm -hmm. but if i want self-help advice yeah i'm gonna go to a book or, to, or watch a YouTube series about somebody who I've researched before, not just somebody who's coming on this app who I haven't heard of before now.
1: Now, I have a question. I don't know if you, you – I hope you don't mind if, you, if I can bring this person up because I won't say this person's name. Okay. But you said that you have a friend that's a life coach, correct? Yes, I do. Has um, she ever given you advice?
0: She's given me advice. She actually gave me advice about you early on.
1: I, I, and, and you, and, and, um, you can tell the story if you'd like.
0: Okay. I won't give out my friend's specifics, but she says that she has the ability to talk to angels. And we're, we're not here to debate whether she can or can't. That's besides the point. Right. Right. But we had gone out on our first date, and let's just say without giving the full recap, it did not go well. <laughs> and I was thinking, oh, I'm never going to talk to her again. I was talking on my friend's I think two days later on the phone and she said something to the effect of my angels are telling me that you're going to be in a relationship within the next six months and that you should be a little bit more open-minded about things. Now at the time I'm kind of thinking to myself, Oh yeah, whatever. That's not going to happen. And then I was more open-minded towards you. We ended up dating. Mm -hmm. So.
1: Well, and and vice versa with me, I decided, you know, I gotta, I gotta try this because if I don't, I know I'm going to regret it. Yes. Just like I've had opportunities before to date other people in the past and I never took them up on it because whatever, for whatever reason and, and, you know, uh, fill in the blank. We all make our excuses, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I figured, you know what? If I don't, if, if I don't take this opportunity now, I may never have an opportunity again with you. And I just decided. I'm going to, I'm going to give it a try.
0: I'm glad you did, babes.
1: As am I. I mean, we, we've, we've, you know, we've had our (laughs) disagreements, of course, (laughs) but you know, so far it's, uh, for the, uh, so far it's, it's going pretty well. What'd you say?
0: I would agree with that. Yes. Yes.
1: Yes. Yes. We get along really, really well. That's right. I would say. Yes. You know, we, we have, uh, found a way to, um, to do that. Um, didn't you write a poem about this, about something like all these things exploded? and.
0: <laughs> I wrote a poem about you that I did at an open mic. I really Maybe, liked it. Maybe. Oh, thank you. That was that seven was, or eight months before things closed down.
1: No, something no. Like that. Uh, that was when we went to that one summer party. That was,
0: um. Yeah. That party was technically held in late September.
1: That yes, that was September of uh, twenty nineteen. So it was
0: about seven. You yeah, around that time? Yes. Down. Okay. That,
1: you're you're correct.
0: Then. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. But yeah, overall, we try to make it work as best we can, and we just try to remember that I'm correct, but you know, we, I got to get by. No. From my perspective, I do, I got to give you your space to be wrong.
1: I just want to say, folks, that he thinks he's correct, but really, I'm the one who's correct. He just want to admit it. Oh, what if? You may not know it now, but I am. <laughs> I just, you know, I just sit there and uh, listen to what you say. And then I'm like, mm hmm. All right, dear. I love you. <laughs> no, just, no, no, no. We, we, we kid, we kid. <laughs> but we do it. We don't make a big, we don't make a big deal about our disagreements because there's so many things that people could fight about that are just the stupidest things and we we don't think it's worth fighting about it's uh,
0: about a year before we got together uh-huh. i was watching tony robbins video blog uh-huh. the one that he does with his wife sage i don't know if they still do it but for a while they were okay and they would take uh, viewer questions and one of the questions was how do you deal with When you have a fight. Yeah. And they were telling the story about how they were fighting. I think it was raining and he was trying to give her something, but she didn't want to accept it. And they made a joke about it. Uh And I think the conclusion of that blog was if you fight, still find a way to laugh about what's going on.
1: I think that works.
0: Mm -hmm. I think it works. Yes. Yes.
1: There have Mm -hmm. been people even in Christian circles that have had like knockout, drag down fights and... I'm not talking about physical fights, okay. but really like heated like you know. Um and it, and, and it and it, it's really um good to know that because that just means that even Christian couples don't always have it together. Exactly and I think that it, it makes it so real to um like this is real life. Couples fight and they're going to fight as long as they know that after all that is done then you can come back and say, look, I'm sorry, you know, and, and they even talk about, um, you know, these couples that I've been hearing about, I've talked about, well, what do you do when you have this really huge fight and it's going to take a while for people for both parties to heal from it? What do you do about that? And I think it's, it's really encouraging to hear that, um, that even the the best of couples are going to have major fights like that. How do you deal with it
0: in and, the end? And I don't think anybody completely ever has it totally together. No. You know, I I think we all have our issues to work out, no matter what they are. And it's just a matter of saying, okay, you got your shit, I got my shit, but let's see if we can live with our problems and move forward. Right. Yes.
1: Minus the profanity.
0: What? <laughs> oh, babes, that's how regular adults talk. Oh, geez. You know,
1: we'll talk about that later on,
0: but oh my goodness! Oh, some I'm things.
1: You, like those that. are some things you got to learn.
0: <laughs> I think, I think that in some ways you're a little bit too old-fashioned.
1: Well, isn't? Don't you think that that in some ways it's good that there are people that are old-fashioned
0: to some extent, right? But. I don't see a curse word as the end of the world. It's, it's it, Now, if you use it all the time, it's a bad. But if you just pepper your language with it once in a while, it's not the end of
1: the world. We will talk about that later. Uh-oh. I think there's some things that you you don't quite understand yet.
0: I think I feel the same way about you, babes. But moving on for now. Moving on. I showed you a classic episode from the original series of Star Trek called a piece of the action.
1: Oh, that was really fun. <laughs> I really you, enjoyed that one. Would
0: you like to get the recap or since I've seen the episode um, like 20 times? Why like don't 18?
1: you get the recap? Because there's some things that I wasn't too clear on. Um, but I really enjoyed it. I okay.
0: The StarCep Enterprise is going to this planet with this race of people called the Venetians. Now, the Federation has only been in contact with the Venetians once before. And that was around 100 years ago when this ship called the Verizon went there. In the Federation, there's a rule called the Prime Directive, which basically means you're not allowed to interfere with the planet's culture unless they've achieved the ability to go to warp speed. Because by then it shows that they have some understanding of how to operate right and this kind of and this planet definitely wasn't at that level but the verizon came here before that period of time mm-hmm. so captain wants to see what's up they get uh, contacted by this guy called oxmex who calls himself the head boss
1: i think i'll have a bowl of Oxmix later on yes <laughs> just kidding yes <laughs> yes Oxmix is the boss
0: he grabs spock and mccoy they beam down to the planet and quickly discover that it's now this gangster society. Yes. Yeah. Oxmix has his men take the guys to his office where they discover a book that the Verizon left behind a 100 years ago about Chicago gangster style in the 1930s. Mm-hmm. It was published in 1992.
1: Wow, which is I, kind of funny, actually. I first
0: saw this episode in 91, and I thought to myself, oh, wow, this book's going to get ready to be <laughs> No, but I did wonder to myself because uh, Simon & Schuster Books used to publish a new Star Trek novel each month.
1: Wow, really?
0: Yes. I don't know if they still do that, but they still publish them fairly regularly.
1: Including the Cleon Dictionary? Yes. Wow, that's so funny.
0: And I thought to myself, I wonder if they're actually going to make a version of this book in honor of the episode. But that's besides the
1: point. <laughs> that would be funny if they did, though.
0: Yes. Oxmix tells the captain and his crew you know, you got a lot of power and we want some of that. So why don't you give me all your weapons? And then I'm going to take over this planet because I got a lot of other mafia bosses that I got to deal with.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Captain isn't cool like that with that. Oxmec says, okay, we're going to hold you hostage. Mm -hmm. Taken down, waiting, watching the gangsters play cards. And Kirk decides that they got to get out of the situation he starts a game of Fizbin, which comes up again in DS9, distracts the mobster, starts beating them up, leave. The Doctor and Spock beam back up to the ship temporarily, and the Captain goes on this adventure, gets kidnapped by this guy named Krakow, eventually gets out. Mm-hmm. Spock and McCoy beam back down to the planet. There's a lot of stuff that goes on, including a portion of the episode where... Spock and the captain, still these gangster clothes and the car, go back to Krakow's area, right? Mm-hmm. And there's this little kid who they get to help them break into Krakow's area. Yeah. They eventually go back to Oxmix, get the other mob bosses transported to his headquarters, basically. Mm-hmm. Kirk does a display of power and says, okay, here's what we want. We want 40% of what y'all bring in each year. Uh, Krakow's going to be the second in command. Oxmix is going to be controlling the operation. And we're going to send a starship back every year to get our cuts. Go back to the ship. Mm-hmm. Spock wants to know what they're going to do with the cut and how it's going to be explained to Starfleet. Kirk explains this money will go into a fund that will help the Venetians eventually become more civilized. Mm. Dr. McCoy explains that he left his medical tricorder back in Oximex's office. There's a huge uh, uh Th- uh thing where they get upset with him and it ends with the captain saying this means that in a year or two they may want a piece of our action
1: the <laughs> I forgot the communicator
0: yes I th- it was either communicator or medical tricorder. I think it, it was, was a medical com- tricorder.
1: really Quarter.
0: was it I'm pretty sure that's what it
1: was I thought I heard I thought it was communicator
0: it might been- it might have been a communicator it was one of those two
1: that was really funny yes yeah I, I really enjoyed that episode
0: I usually don't like humor in Star Trek but that's that's a fun episode to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: especially when they were pronounced, they, they were um, explaining what fizzbim was,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it's like, well, you have to have these cards except on Tuesday. Uh, uh, well, you're at at saying night. that um, we have to turn this card up except on Tuesday. Yes, <laughs> I was like, oh, Tuesday, <laughs> yeah. And at night, except at night, we you need a queen and another jack or whatever it was. Wow, you got two jacks! <laughs> Very good.
0: <laughs> I know you've only seen a few episodes. Yes, but what are you starting to think about the original series?
1: I really mm-hmm. like it. Mm-hmm. I really like it a lot. I mean, the city on the edge of forever. I can understand why you would say it's a classic. And I also liked. Um, well, the city on the edge of forever was the the uh, the one from the original series, right? Yes, with Joan Collins. Okay, that one was really good, and I like this one, too. Um, the Mirror Mirror one, that was a little confusing because I didn't see – I I think it's because I didn't understand the, the – did you show me the one from, from uh, Deep Space Nine? What had
0: happened was we accidentally watched a Mirror episode from DS9 that I had not seen. Okay. And I, I love DS9. I don't like the way they handle the Mirror Universe, though.
1: Oh, that's right. We did. We saw that one, yes. hmm and, um, Kira was different in that one, yes, yeah, and so was Ezri mm-hmm. that was weird. I didn't really like that one either, and then I was a little bit confused because of the um the mirror episode in uh the original series too yes, because i wasn't I wasn't sure how that played out in that, yeah,
0: and you didn't really know the characters I
1: did not I didn't
0: I blame myself that was a bad introduction to the show
1: that's okay, it's fine,
0: but you're starting to enjoy it I am. Maybe we should do some character analysis in this episode.
1: Oh, oh. I don't know. I, I, I okay.
0: Let's okay. See. What does the Verizon crew teach us about interfering with people's lives?
1: Oh. Is it Verizon or Venetians?
0: It's a Verizon crew that went to the planet a hundred years ago and brought the book on Chicago gangsters.
1: Mm, I don't, uh. Was that the group that they saw once they got on the planet, the the gangsters? Yeah.
0: The book, it changed the culture of the planet Mm. and made them all gangsters.
1: Wow. So it sounded like they were trying to infiltrate that planet that was already inhabited, right? I think it was an
0: accidental thing. One of them left a book behind. Yeah. But it changed the course of that society.
1: To a 30s gangster society. Yes. Interesting. I kinda like how how clever they did that. Um Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say about that, honestly.
0: That's okay. Um
1: because I, I only saw the episode
0: once. Right. What does Oxmex teach us about greed?
1: He <laughs> greedy! And Oxmix is the, um, the boss, the boss. Right? The head boss. Yeah. He wanted to take, he wanted to take a piece of the action of the.
0: He wanted uh, the whole thing the originally. The whole thing. But eventually was forced to settle once Kirk showed him that he had a lot of power.
1: Right. Yes. He's greedy. Yes. He wanted to take it, he wants to take any, uh, he wanted to take, uh, as much power as he could get. What a name, Oxmix. Yes. Oxmix. Would you like a bowl of Ox Mix for breakfast? Oh my goodness, you already <laughs> made
0: that joke, okay? I
1: know. Oh, yeah.
0: Yes, yes, yes.
1: I was just kidding.
0: Very good. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs>
1: That's a weird name.
0: Can we learn anything from Krakow?
1: Krakow is a villain, correct?
0: Well, Oxmix and Krakow are technically... I don't know if I'd call them villains as, as much as I'd say they're adversaries.
1: Well, so I don't... I Okay, so I don't know much about Krakow, but I think I'd like to talk about, we forgot to mention that little boy that wanted the piece of.
0: I did mention him. Did you? Yes. But we haven't talked about him in character analysis. No, we haven't. So what would you like to say about him?
1: Well, I, I mean, in, in relation to Krakow, because he, he knew what was going on. He, he wanted a piece of the action as to what, um, the Star Trek crew was doing. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I just thought it was so funny when he, Um, he created a distraction and said, I want my daddy. I, they, they tried to hurt me. And, you know, he, he, um, Kirk, Captain Kirk used that as, um, a good segue into knocking out the, uh, the gangsters. Uh, that was really, really great. How he did, he handled that. Yes. And how, um, how, uh, the, the little boy was like, you'll know what to do. (laughs) I said, smart kid. Very smart.
0: So in the 19 – I want to say late early – late 80s, early 90s, uh-huh. there was a Star Trek The Next Generation comic book. Yeah. Okay. And it's not considered canon, which basically means they're one-off stories. And they anything that's mentioned in the comic books don't necessarily apply to Star Trek. Mm. Like it's kind of like a fun adventure. And the way somebody explained it to me is you could look at the Star Trek comic books or even the books like these are legends about the crew that may or may not be true. Right. Mm -hmm. But having said that, I believe there was a comic where the crew of the next generation runs into the Venetians And they are now space travelers, but they have 23rd century technology that is like 100 years behind what the TNG cast has. Oh, wow. Because of the device that McCoy left behind. Oh, interesting. But again, these are considered legend, not part of the overall universe. Mm -hmm. So I want to know from your perspective, what do you think happened to that device? Maybe it's lost. I don't know. Well, you could say that. (laughs) Another interpretation would be that the captain is kind of like joking around with the doctor when he finds this out. Mm. And you think that this would be something that would be serious. Right. Which is kind of a reason I don't like that ending. If it seems out of place for the characters, right? Okay. However, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: a counter argument could be made that perhaps the captain found the device and put it in his pocket because he saw that it was out in the open. Right. And it's no big deal because he actually got the device and just wanted the doctor to think about it for a few hours before telling him the truth. Mm. Interesting. See, so, so you know
1: more about this than I do. So I can't really comment. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm I, sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm kind of out of comments here. Cause I,
0: cause yeah.
1: you understand that the, the original series a lot more than I have, because I haven't watched a lot of episodes.
0: Right, but you know the overall feeling of Star Trek, even if not these characters.
1: A little bit, yeah.
0: Yeah. And it just seems so out of place for Captain Kirk to make a joke about something like that. Unless he has a piece of equipment.
1: Right. Well, I suppose.
0: Yes. Is there anything else you want to say about this episode or questions Mm -hmm. you may have for me?
1: Um... So, I know FizBim was mentioned in DS9. Is it ever mentioned again, like, uh, in the rest of the original series? Uh, the, the actual rules of FizBim?
0: No. To the best of my knowledge, it's a game that Captain Kirk made up. <laughs> okay.
1: I just thought it was real, now that, now that I watched the episode, I just thought it was really funny that Quirk mentioned it. Yes. Would you like to play a game of FizBim? It's <laughs> <laughs> <This is> great. <sighs>
0: Or we could assume, because the Ferengis weren't in contact with the Federation at that point. Yes. That perhaps in his many travels, the captain met somebody who had met Ferengis. Mm-hmm. And he taught the captain the game of Fizben.
1: <clears throat> so did the Ferengis uh, start showing up in DS9 then?
0: No, in TNG. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Yes. Yes, you Well, well I'm glad you enjoyed the episode. I did. And it sounds like you would recommend it to people.
1: Yes, I would. Nice. Play Fizbin. Yes. (laughs) Babes. Yes.
0: We then watched Ken Burns' The Civil War Episode 2.
1: That was very intense. There's a lot of bloodshed. Uh, They also mentioned about the Confederacy Army, which I thought was kind of interesting, actually. But there were so many dead um, and they talked about um Shiloh, uh I think they named it after that Methodist church or something called Shiloh. You may
0: be correct right.
1: as because Shiloh does mean place of peace, and I thought it was interesting that they would have a war at a place called Shiloh. Did you know also that Shiloh was a Neil Diamond song?
0: I did not know that
1: Shiloh was written about I guess when he was younger when he was little, he had an imaginary an imaginary friend named Shiloh, but I digress, but it was, um, it was interesting, but it was so bloody, very, very bloody. There were, I think in one part of the documentary, they said there were so many bodies that they, that people would be stepping over bodies without hitting the ground with their feet. Mm -hmm. And I thought, wow, that's a lot of bloodshed. And then they had to make, um, a grave for all those bodies of, of men, Some of them were eaten by the hawks, unfortunately. But isn't it interesting? Yes. It's very, very sad.
0: I am a dreamer in a lot of ways, which I'm sure does not surprise you. No, it doesn't. And sometimes I'll find myself daydreaming, thinking to myself, I wish we had the technology to do podcasts Back during the Civil War era, Mm -hmm. because it would be super interesting to hear the voices of these men and Mm -hmm. what they actually went through.
1: You know what I really liked about this this documentary so far is the people that they've chosen to narrate and the people that they've chosen to sing, maybe sing pieces of the song. Like when they, for example, they they did um, they sang uh, verses from um, the battle hymn of the republic, and. I thought that was really cool how they put that in there and how they were, um, the narrators were quoting, reading quotes from, um, George McClellan and, um, and just, just some other um, historical figures in that time. And I thought it was really good how they did that.
0: I completely agree with you.
1: Yeah. And they, they really chose, well, that's something I should ask. What's that? About, um, you know, uh, about voiceover for documentaries.
0: That's actually a really good question for next week.
1: One of the questions I think I'll ask is about voiceover for documentaries and also what one can do to, uh, uh, look into, uh, voiceover acting. Yeah. It's fascinating to me. It is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But anyway, um, I, I mean, that, that second, uh, installment, that second episode was really good, but very, very bloody. Very sad. Yes. A lot of people died.
0: Yes, yes. I'm glad you enjoyed it, babe. I really? hate to admit this, but during the episode, I kind of went in and out. I was kind of falling asleep. I know. I and was... it's nothing about Ken Burns because I love him and I've seen this before. But I was I was just tired. I
1: was trying to wake you up. Yeah. It's like wake up. It
0: did happen a few times.
1: And you're like, huh? Oh, what? I wasn't sleeping. Yes. I said, yes, I did. I I know you were. You did. <laughs> Well, you've done the same thing to me, have you not?
0: I have. <laughs> I think if I remember the, chronolo- the cro- it in chronological order, we watched Star Trek, then yes. the Civil War, then we went on the Clubhouse.
1: Yes, we did. That
0: yes. is correct. Yes.
1: That is correct, yes.
0: And then, babes, we started work on dinner?
1: We did. We did, and it went faster than we thought it did, and it was really good. We, mm-hmm. we mixed... um Black beans and kidney beans. Um, you were, um, gracious to, um, bring over some tomatoes, which I may even use this week. I think you should. Um, I gotta buy some more black beans. I may make myself my own, uh, make myself, uh, my own taco salad this week. I don't know. Um, which sounds really good right now, actually. Um, but I like that you, um, so I asked you about the draining of the draining of the beans, right? Mm-hmm. And I said, when do you do that? And, you said that you do that when you want to cook beans really fast.
0: Yeah, and I usually, to be clear, I usually just drain them all the time.
1: Okay, because we we made tostadas. We made beans for tostadas, and you said don't drain it because of the flavor.
0: Well, I think we were also using... Um,
1: Some spices, right? Like cumin. We were also
0: using spices, but I think... Did we use... Oh, God. What's the... Uh, um, of course, it's not coming to my name right what? now the uh not roasted the um what uh I know I sound like an idiot right now it's the type of beans the one that comes in the big uh can the refried, be- uh, refried, re-fried beans? beans yeah
1: we were using well we used that before but then um when we made tostadas recently we used black beans okay um do they sell smaller cans of refried beans they do okay they do. Okay. I should I should get um, maybe a couple cans of those black and refried. I could probably mix them together.
0: And you have an Instapot, so you could technically get a I, couple bags of black beans.
1: I don't have an Instapot. I thought you did. No no no, I have um I just have a um, a mini slow cooker.
0: Oh you could still do that in the slow cooker. Really? Yeah.
1: I so I don't have to cook it on the stove?
0: Yeah, what you could do is you buy a bag of beans. Mm-hmm put it in the slow cooker, and then fill it with water. But you have to cook it for a while in the so, slow cooker, I think like eight hours. Wow. Yeah.
1: So I'll probably have to start like as soon as I get up in the morning.
0: Yeah, that's what I would do. Okay. I, you don't have to do that, but okay. I could even potentially bring you some bags of beans next week.
1: Oh, that's very kind of you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And you'd want a couple of those gallon bags to put them in because you're, you will have some leftovers.
1: Oh, right, right. Yes. hmm
0: Good. But overall, it came out pretty good.
1: It was delicious. And then uh, we had the leftover ice cream that I bought. Mm-hmm. Some good old-fashioned uh, Neapolitan ice cream. It was yes. really good. Yes. Um, and I think we finished dinner, like, by about 5-something. It was
0: super early. We started at the uh, with the movies at around 5.30.
1: Yeah, well, we did have ice cream later, but we started the movies around 5.30 because we were just about finished with dinner.
0: I was a little upset. Because the plan was to watch The Meaning of Life, and I checked on Netflix this week, and using voiceover, I saw The Meaning of Life. Yeah. Well, it turns out I'm dyslexic. I hear things wrong. It's The Meaning of Life. Oh, jeez. But The
1: Meaning of Life is on there? No. Okay.
0: And it's a multi-Python documentary, so it's under multi-Python. So it's multi-Python, The Meaning of Life. Which is nice and confusing.
1: The meaning of live, okay. Yes, instead so that of the was, meaning of life. So that was the documentary called
0: that, okay. Which we did not watch.
1: No, but but then we decided, okay, it's gonna take a long time to download. Why don't we do that another time? Mm-hmm. And I agreed, but what we picked was really good actually. Tell me. We we saw and now for something completely different. And the second thing we saw was um Live at the Hollywood Bowl—is that what it's called? Yes. Monty Python live at the Hollywood Bowl.
0: It's interesting because these are both best of movies. Yes. Which I'm not sure how I feel, but it did—they made me laugh, though.
1: I I, I enjoyed them
0: mm-hmm.
1: because I'm not too familiar with a lot of Monty Python stuff, but the um, and now for something completely different was really funny.
0: I had seen that years ago back in high school because <laughs> I think I told you pretty much everybody in my high school loved multi python
1: i think um because there isn't a storyline we should just go over the, the sketches we like yeah
0: the ones that stood out
1: <laughs> i like the one with the therapist
0: i was gonna say that one that <laughs> one was really good i like the one that they also did a sketch of in the hollywood bowl where it's the guy at the bar and the one guy who's super awkward comes up to him and starts talking asking wait, wait, questions about nudge. his wife yes and it comes out that the awkward guy is a virgin. Right, right, right. That's a good like, one.
1: What's that like?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, excuse me.
1: Um, I also like the um, the deadliest joke because I didn't I didn't exactly understand that one.
0: That was funny. That... But,
1: but she thought she saw a um, a suicide note.
0: She thought it was a suicide note, but it was a deadliest joke, and she read it and she died. <laughs> yeah. I remember really liking that one back in high school.
1: Uh, uh, what was it? Oh, I like the one where the guy, um, puts his finger up his nose with a tape recorder. That was good. And then he does it in stereo where he puts his finger up his nose and his friend's nose. His brother's nose. His brother's (laughs) nose. (laughs) (laughs) How small were the tape recorders?
0: Must have been pretty small to fit up there. You don't see them in the actual sketch.
1: Okay. Yeah. I think I just make it look like it. You know, he's, he's picking his nose nose and his brother's nose. (laughs) (laughs) You can pick your nose. You can pick, let's see, what is that saying?
0: Oh, I was at that, that dumb one where it's like, you can pick your friends, you can pick your nose. You know, but don't, don't pick your, your friend's nose. Wah, wah, wah,
1: wah. Yeah, don't pick your friend's nose, it's gross. Yes, it is. You don't know what he or she is hiding up there. That's right. Yuck.
0: Yes, yes,
1: yes. Yeah, really funny.
0: They were good. I I enjoyed these. Um, so, you've seen pretty much every one of their movies, like. And you've seen portions of The Meaning of Life, but you haven't watched that one from beginning to end.
1: I did watch The Meaning of Life from beginning to end. Oh,
0: so have I. Yeah. Yes.
1: I, I No, I have. You said you watched, you thought you watched parts of it. I
0: thought I watched parts of it and it turned out, I think I've seen all of
1: it now that I'm, I'm,
0: you gotta remember, i watched so much Monty Python.
1: I, I've only watched The Meaning of Life and, uh... Life of Brian with you, with
0: you. Yeah. But I mean, over the years, this being at friends' house who's, who had it on or were playing yeah. some of their albums. Right. Or, you know, my sister watched their stuff occasionally. Mm-hmm. She wasn't a huge fan. I don't want
1: right. to
0: imply that, but she would watch it, their stuff once in a while. That's It gets a little bit mixed mm-hmm. in my head, especially considering that they would repackage stuff a lot like they did in the two movies we watched last night. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But... You've seen enough of their work.
1: Well, I haven't seen what? a lot of it, actually. Oh, well,
0: you've seen enough of it, and you've seen the, all the movies.
1: What do you mean by enough of it?
0: I, I mean you've seen their movies.
1: Uh, just two of them. Wait a second. I haven't seen a lot of Monty Python. What,
0: what are the two movies you've seen?
1: The Meaning of Life and Life of Brian.
0: What did we watch last
1: night? Oh, oh yeah, we watched the, um, the, the other two. Yesterday.
0: What did we watch on Friday, besides for The Meaning of Life?
1: I just said Life
0: of Brian. And I said besides, for, besides for Life um, of Brian, what else did it watch?
1: What was the other? Oh, yeah. That, that was um, The Holy Grail, yeah.
0: Which goes to my point that people love The Holy Grail, but it's very forgettable.
1: But then I haven't seen, I, I feel like I haven't seen a lot of it. Okay.
0: That's my, what I My mean. point is, you've seen all the theatrical releases. Okay. Now that you have, would you agree with me that The Life of Brian is their best movie?
1: I don't. I guess I don't. I, I'm not going to say it is or isn't.
0: Okay, out of the movies that you've seen of theirs, which is every single one, which every one did you single enjoy? One. Yes, you have. You've seen all their movies besides for the documentaries. Which one did you enjoy the most? You're being kind of dense today, based on this topic.
1: Oh, oh come on!
0: What? Which movie did you like the most out of all the ones that you've seen? Which were all the ones they released besides for the docs?
1: Um. Okay. So, Life of Brian was definitely funnier, okay.
0: for sure. Yes. Yeah. It's their best movie. Okay. Yes. Like, okay, moving on. Yeah. Yes. I don't know why you're so reluctant to talk about
1: this. No, 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 no. I'm just, you know, I, I it,
0: <laughs> Well.
1: It's, it's. I mean, I just feel like. I mean, you said you saw a lot of Monty Python, and yes. I've, and I've seen these theatrical releases. But I feel like I haven't seen
0: okay enough of them. The point I'm making is you've seen all of the movies. And out of all the movies, which one did you enjoy the most, personally?
1: I just said Life of Brian.
0: See, there, that's all. That's there. We we, we solved the right. equation. I'm right. right about the Life of Brian. But you seem to be upset that I'm right.
1: No.
0: Okay. No. Is there anything else you want to say about Python?
1: Are you sure those are all the movies that were released? I
0: said minus the documentaries. Those are all the movies that have been released. And Th- I, never... I thought they
1: were more than that.
0: No. What What other movies had they done?
1: Uh I have no idea. But I, I, I I don't
0: know. See, I grew up watching Monty Python, mm-hmm. and not always by choice, and but sometimes by choice because I do like their stuff. I just
1: thought they. I just thought that they made more movies than those. Those. Uh... No.
0: They would collaborate on stuff separately.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, the obvious example of that would be when John Cleese and Eric Idle worked on A Fish Called Wanda mm-hmm. and later did Fierce Creatures. Mm-hmm. But as far as a cohesive thing where it's all them together, those were the movies. Okay. Yeah. Okay, then. Yes, but I'm glad you also think Life of Brian is the best film.
1: Well, the best that I've seen so far, yes.
0: You've seen all their movies. All right.
1: I'm going to ask the dot later on when you're not here. And I'm going to come back and tell you how many movies that there are there. Because there has to be more than that. Those. I grew up watching. Bubs.
0: Okay. Fair enough, babes. Fair enough.
1: I I, I want to find this out for me, but I don't (laughs) I.
0: If we're counting documentaries, yes. We still have a couple more movies to watch. Okay. Is there anything else you want to say about (laughs) (laughs) Monty (laughs) Python? Not really. Okay.
1: Well, the um the, the um have we talked about some of the so I'm I wasn't familiar with everything at the uh, live at the Hollywood Bowl because some of them were animated stuff. Mm-hmm. And um I thought those were kind of funny too. Yeah. Um I think the one of the skits that I liked was <laughs> where this guy was painting, one of the guys was painting uh 28 disciples for God That was good. And John <laughs> Cleese
0: plays the pope. Right. Yes.
1: Right. It's like I do not like that. There's not supposed to be three Christs on this, in this thing.
0: <laughs> I do
1: not like that. There's supposed to be 12, uh, 12 disciples and one Christ. Yes. yes. And, and, and it was, and, and the guy was like, yeah, come on. He's really good. <laughs> and then the one where, uh, <laughs> John Cleese carries, was it Eric Idle?
0: I think it was.
1: I don't know that it, well, maybe it was him. That,
0: it was about. somebody from Multipython.
1: And he carried him, and and um, they're walking in the audience, right? Yes. And he kept talking, and 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 was he the one saying "Shut up, shut up"?
0: <laughs> that was somebody else, but it was good. It was really, yeah,
1: that was funny. Yeah, like "Shut up."
0: Yes, yes. Has this experience given you more respect for Monty Python?
1: Yes, I think that they're uh, together. They're really, they're really funny together. Yes.
0: Yes. 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 I mean, John Cleese is still my favorite.
1: I think he's great. I think he's great out of all of them, to tell you the truth. I don't know too much about... I mean, Eric Isle's really funny. I don't know a lot about the, you know, Terry Gilliam and uh, Terry Jones. Well,
0: Terry Gilliam went on to be a director. Did he really? Yes, he's done... um, I thought we talked about this the other day. He directed the movie Twelve Monkeys.
1: Oh, really? I didn't know that.
0: He what was that book he tried to make into a movie for a long time? It was um Oh god. It was Don Quixote he tried to make a film version of. He directed um uh Oh god. Uh, he's he's directed a lot of stuff. Mm. He's directed many, many movies. But um yeah, he's a pretty well known director. Who he directed Time Bandits, which oh, wow. I, I think John Cleese was also in, if I'm remembering right. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. I just think John I
1: think John Cleese is the funniest.
0: Yeah, but that that also doesn't take away from anybody else.
1: No, it doesn't. I just I just think that he's um, I just like him more than all of them. I would agree. Um, who of all of the was it five of the men?
0: Five or six on the five
1: list. or six. Who who was the one that died?
0: I Heard think that died? Graham Chapman was the first to pass away, and he played Brian. Oh. I believe he died in 89 from cancer.
1: Oh, wow. It could be
0: a little bit off, but it's something like that. Okay. And I want to say <laughs> Terry Jones died about a year ago.
1: Oh. Yeah. But the uh, Terry Gilliam, Eric Idle, and uh, John Cleese are still around.
0: Yes. Wow. Unless their families are keeping it a secret. Or
1: something. <laughs> no. No, I think they're still around. Yes. Yes. Yes.
0: Good stuff, babes. It very good. Yes. We woke up this morning and quickly went back to sleep, and then I hear you snoring. Oh. And then you get up, and I'm would like, you please? You, you laughed this morning. I did.
1: I thought that was kind of funny, but do you have to mention that I did? Because
0: it was something funny, babe. And I say to my jail, I say, You were the snoring babes, and you're like, Oh, I'm sorry, but you were snoring too, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> I did laugh at that, actually. That was kind of <laughs> Yes, we gotta have fun sometimes.
1: Yes, Bubbles. Yes,
0: we slept for a while though.
1: I know. I um. I thought I. I thought I was asleep for two hours. I mean, because I woke up around I don't know, like five something.
0: Five oh, I, oh wow, you woke up way before me. I
1: did, and then I I was coughing, and yeah, and then I went back to sleep. I'm not sure what time I went back to sleep, and I woke up and it was like after after nine.
0: You went back to sleep after seven because that's around the time I woke up. And then you're just ready to go back to bed. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, okay.
0: So, besides for coughing, did you get out of bed when you woke up this morning or no?
1: Um, not counting the time that I was in the bathroom and using the bathroom. No. No, I didn't. I did not. Oh, good. Oh, good. Oh, good. Oh, good. No, I did not.
0: And you did not have any dreams last night. You told me that this morning.
1: I don't believe I have. And if I did, I don't remember.
0: Oh. I guess it
1: wasn't that important.
0: I guess not, babes. No. No. Is there anything else you want to talk about?
1: Uh, no. We just had an overall really good day yesterday. And um, it is not as, it won't be as warm outside as it has been for the last few days. Mm-hmm. Last week or so, but, um, we need the rain. So yes, we are going to get that. It's a good thing. It is a good thing. It keeps everything green.
0: That's right. I'm looking forward to our virtual date this week.
1: Oh, that is going to be interesting. Yes. And I hope it works with the, um, the, what is it? The cord that you're getting?
0: Yeah, I'm getting a camera adapter for my iPad because mm-hmm. basically that's how it works into the P4. Mm. Hooks up to it. Like you can hook it up through the TRRS cable, mm. but that means you can't use that as a you can't use a phone at the same time.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, okay. it's complicated stuff, but you know.
1: It sounds complicated. I think. Yes. Yes, yes
0: it does. All right, babes. Maybe we should kiss. This is going to be sort of one, but yes. I think it's going to be a good one. Hmm. Mm. Bye, right, babes, unless you have anything else you want to talk about.
1: No, um, have a wonderful, well, we're recording this on Sunday, so, but you'll get it, you'll, you'll hear it later on. Have right? a great day. Have a great day, everybody. Bye Bye-bye. bye.
0: Bye
1: bye. Bye.